the more excited or enthusiastic I get about digitally transforming companies over and over again. Um, the one fascinating thing that I realize is we've been here before. All right, Kyle, how you doing, brother? Not bad, Sean. How you been? Good, good. So for today's conversation, we're going to talk about what digital transformation means to you. Let's get it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So digital transformation, traditionally, there's several definitions, but it's usually evoke a change for a product, which is indicative of new technology. And I would think probably most important is their cultural change. So how we think um, and how we uh, develop ideas and how we actually do some of the transformation with organization. For me personally, I find that the more excited or enthusiastic I get about digitally transforming companies over and over again, um, the one fascinating thing that I realize is we've been here before, right? right? Before there was computers in the office, there was typewriters. Before there was typewriters, there was, you know, paper and pen was the dominant. You know, before you go to a bank, before there was ATM machines or even banking from our phone, you had to go into a teller. Um, right. So I find that digital transformation is like a cyclical phenomenon that continues to revolve over time or um, showing us as there's new tools, there's new abilities or capabilities to do our day-to-day -day ways of working. Um, mm -hmm. We can weave those into the fabric of how we work and it will have a a fundamental shift in the speed, the timing, our ability to collaborate, our ability to communicate, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. a variety of other benefits that come as a result of leveraging the tools and technologies and techniques um, uh, and, and weaving it into, into the fabric of our business. Yeah, that cyclical nature is powerful. And if, you know, my, my thought is like, if you, if you want to really see the future, um, you're not actually looking forward, but you're looking in the past. And, mm -hmm. um, and that'll be a strong indicator of how the future will, will play out. But no, that's an interesting way to put it. I, um, I don't disagree. I, I find it that it is cyclical. It's something that always exists. I think what is probably new is maybe the terms that we utilize now. Um, but any way you, you spin it, right? A digital transformation, continuous improvement. Um, what I think the audience the clients, uh, the employees, what they hear is change, right? That there is That's a true. change. So um, whether it the, whether you convince them it's for the better or it's necessary for us to be on the forefront of change and technology and process, I think ultimately they hear the word change. And there's a term I always use that, you know, change is great, but you go first. Right. So, <laughs> so this is why I have three of what I would define digital transformation. So it is certainly cyclical. And then to go one step further, there are three things that I think needs to be incorporated um, when you use the term digital transformation or just transformation or continuous improvement. Number one for me would be, um, are you willing to change from within yourself? And this is um, when I'm speaking about this, I'm speaking about myself as a facilitator, consultant facilitator, 
as the client leadership that wants this change and then the employees themselves that have to either evoke the change or conduct the change. So it has to start from within and that whole phrase of change is great, you go first. I can't have a discussion about transformational change or continuous improvement if myself, if I'm not um, condoning or, or uh, if I'm not practicing the type of concepts themselves. So, you know, I've have maybe about plus, you know, 50, yeah, about 15 plus years of being a six million black belt. So I got chained uh, a while back in the financial sector. But since then, I have to continuously look at some of the methodology and concepts that I've learned 15 plus years ago and see what is still relevant now. Uh, finance sector, you know, um, the Sigma component of it was heavily utilized in that environment. When I moved over to healthcare, lean constantly used. Um, after that, I learned more about lean startups when I went to work for uh, a few startups and, and uh, consult um, as sprints as I started doing continuous improvement that also incorporated systematic ways of implementing um, design and implementing solutions that are technology based. Those were several iterations of me trying to continue to improve my craft. I would I would say that for any um, client, for any employee, for any individuals like in our community, we should always be looking at continuous improving within ourselves. So we, that's where we first start. Are we willing to make some changes within ourselves? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, um, especially in a leadership capacity. Um, I've seen, you know, one thing statistics, the, the numbers don't lie. Most changes um, at large scale organizations has a really high over 70% failure rate. And mm. it's largely due to like when implementing a change the, the leaders have to champion that change themselves personally. If you're not, if, if you're in a capacity where people are looking for you to drive the change or to believe in, in the change through you, um, if you're not living it yourself, the, it's, it doesn't come across as authentic. And mm -hmm. it feels like something that's being imposed on the staff or the team, but not being done with the team. Um, right. Yeah, so having having the change be something that you know I personally do alongside of my team members is really the only way that I strive. And I, um, even within my own team and my own company and places where I've been the leader within companies, I've always tried to to be the change as, as well. You know, mm -hmm. so I can mm -hmm. go through the the adjustments that I have to personally make to tools that I'm using or processes that I'm doing or you know, even with the things that I don't want to do by just being authentic and living it and trying my best to um, embrace and understand the change um, right. helps those around me um, better recognize that, that they're, that we're all in this together and um, right. ultimately have them take a different perspective on the change itself. So couldn't agree more. Well said, well said. Um, another component I think is uh, my definition of digital transformation is the all or nothing concept. Now, I strongly believe that you can't, it's not that you're destroying everything that's in the past, but you are making a dedicated effort to say, whatever was decided that this is what we're going to try to transform this for, for the benefit of whatever requirements or, or uh, goals or strategies to align to, 
that it can't be one foot on the left side and one foot on the right side, right? I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but it has to be an all or nothing that we're going to go ahead with this change. And while it's going to be difficult, it's no time to go back. Meaning an example I've heard you say is, hey, we're moving away from a paperless, we're going to a paperless environment. So there's certain circumstances that we're going to stop utilizing paper to uh, manage some of our processes. Uh, we're going to start sharing our, our and collaborating in a different way, utilizing X tool as opposed to back and forth emails. Uh, we're moving away from we're moving away from paper and going to electronic PDFs. Now, every one of those examples I give is is hard and it's it's not right the first time. But as I would think, what is required from ourselves, facilitators, contractors, the clients, and the employees is that this is where we're marching to, and we're not going back. And so you you can't have that mentality of well, if this doesn't work, we can go back to what we used to have. From a transformation, my definition is an all or nothing type of philosophy that needs to be in part of that definition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very strong point. And um, <clears throat> I, I, there's a term that I use in, in the office um, when I'm dealing with senior leaders and are about to in, start a change or a mm -hmm. transformation. I say, you can't blink. Don't blink on the mm -hmm. decisions that you've made. It might be three, six months, nine months of strategic planning to come up with this game plan. And, mm. you know, you're going to face all kinds of resistance, potential time overruns, potential cost overruns. The future, as much as we try to define it, there's always going to be things that happen. So keeping the the, the momentum and not blinking is critical um, to with that all or nothing uh, concept. Because if you're ready to blink, then, you know, you're ready, you have almost your you have a toe-in experience or you're, you're straddling the lines of before and after. Yeah, um, awesome. yeah, the other thing that comes to mind with that is looking at the desired uh, benefits that we're going for. Um, okay. And what I mean by that is it's just very easy to celebrate when a new policy is rolled out, when you change offices, when you change technologies. Um, it's very easy to, to look at that one step on the journey as the journey itself. And mm. when you celebrate the new software is installed, you're not going to realize the benefit for at least a couple of years later. So granted, it is a leading indicator or something along the journey that's key to the, the, the ultimate success that you're looking for, but it's not mm. the success itself. So when people misconstrue a leading indicator as success itself, and then they don't get the benefit, the software is installed, our world hasn't changed yet, what's going on? Um, I think people um, need to reconsider what's the, what the tangibles are, why, why they're, what benefit they're seeking and why they've initiated this journey to begin with. Tesla oh, so, comes to so. mind. I mean, he talked about the, the batteries this week. And um, his leading indicators are super strong. One, his production capacity continues to increase with the mm -hmm. um, with the gigafactories opening up and bringing production in, in his other factories. And second, um, even though it's not sexy or you got two years until the new cars at 25,000 come to the market, the progress that he's making, the efficiency of the battery, these are very, very strong leading indicators. So not mm -hmm. something to... Um, to say we've transformed batteries now, 
but the path that he's going is is really exciting and um, it leads to that benefit that we're that we're looking for over a two to three year period of time. So mm-hmm. well said, well said. Um, another example that comes to mind is the ability to mobilize and gather information. So I think it's critical that the users that are responsible to either lead the change or come up with the change, we have to spend, I, I would say, a tirelessly amount of effort to get all their input so that it's included in the requirements. So transformation can't be a singular. I think I mentioned at the beginning, it's a collaborative. And to go a step further, it is involving even the people that need to be informed or con- consulted have their input into some of this transformational change. And then I would go and add a caveat to that as well. You should also include, particularly if it's uh, a direct customer change that's going to impact a customer, you should also have the customer experience incorporated into your transformation. And so some of these examples of having employee give and offer some of their ideas and also having uh, customers provide their feedback. It's not always going to be easy to gather that information. Uh, so there's different ways to, to capture information from an employee's perspective, meaning ideation type of sessions. And we can talk more details maybe in another meeting or excuse me, another podcast about the best ways to capture ideas. And certainly from customers, there's different ways to get those surveys information capturing of information from the employees as well as customer experience is a critical definition that should be part of digital transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. It, um, I find that it's, it gives an enriched understanding. Not everybody needs the numbers. Um, to, yes. you know, I, I live on the numbers. The numbers don't lie for me, but I recognize that um, people don't always need the numbers to know if something's going the way they want it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find that the numbers provide, especially when incorporated early, um, it gives people an enriched understanding. We've made a 1% improvement. We've made a 10% improvement. Um, you know, customer complaints, we used to get 20 a day and now we're down to two a day. Um, right. I, I found, I find that the ability to naturally quantify just even in our head, um, gives a, a lot more specific, um, kind of a confidence in um, things are improving at a both a touchy-feely state as well as a, a measurable state. Um, yeah, the other thing about that is when waiting to the end to measure, we don't get there. Um, it, it, if you it build in a culture of measurement um, and gathering information um, as the changes are happening, then it um, has the ability to create a snowballing effect, especially when positive results are starting to be but be um, recognized. So it's an incredibly powerful um, uh, function to have in your business. Perfect. Now, those are my definitions, and you gave a few. Is there any other ones you think we should include? I think you've hit it right on the head, man. Um, I think those are really, really solid. All right, man. Cool. And uh, I guess so. there you have it, folks. Um, what does digital transformation mean to you? Cheers. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care, peace. brother. Peace. All right. Peace.